Greetings, family, and welcome to another service at Graceway Church. The top of message this morning is greatness in you. It is my prayer that at the end of the service, may the God that is in you be revealed. May the God that is in you, may his word be made alive in you so that you can start to appreciate, you can begin to embrace the greatness that is in you. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of John. John chapter 14 verse 15 to 17. It's a verse that I've been reading a number of times since we started this year. If you love me, keep my commands and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, but it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He dwells with you and will be in you. Verse 23, Jesus continues to say, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Make our home with him. Child of God, I just want to say to you this morning, greatness dwells in you. God in the spirit lives in you. Jesus, before he parted and went to be with the Father, he said to his disciples, he encouraged them that he will ask the Father that the Father may send another helper and that helper will be with them forever. That helper will be in them forever. And he continued on verse 23 to say, if you love me, my Father and I, I will come and be with you. My father and I will come and make our home with you. In other words, child of God, you are the temple of the living God. In you, God dwells in the spirit. Child of God, he says again in John chapter 16, verse 7, he says, it is to your benefit, it is to your advantage that I go, because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come and dwell in you. Up until now, I've been with you, but a time is coming when the Holy Spirit will come and dwell in you. When God in the Spirit will come and dwell in you. I'm saying to you, child of God, this morning, greatness is in you. Greatness is in you. Very often, children of God, many people may not know that God dwells in them. Many people may not understand that God dwells in them. Many people say it without understanding, without pondering on it. I'm here to encourage you this morning that come in the journey with me. Let us ponder, let us reflect, let us spend time in understanding that, you know, when God says, I am in you, what does it mean? Who is he that is in you? Because child of God, the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Child of God, when you begin to ponder on this word, when you begin to ponder that God is in you, you begin to realize that the creator of the universe, the one that spoke the world into existence lives in you. When you begin to ponder on this word, you begin to appreciate, child of God, that the one who knows the eternal beginning from the eternal end lives in you. You begin to appreciate that the one who said, I am the Lord and there is no other one like me. I am the God. You begin to understand that child of God, greatness is in you. Not just something else, but greatness is in you. Ponder on this word, child of God. Greatness is in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Child of God, let me just say to you, Moses understood this concept. Moses understood what the presence of God meant. That is why when the Israelites had turned against God and took what God had blessed them 
as they left Egypt and turned that into an idol. After Moses had come to the mountain, God spoke to Moses and said to Moses, Moses, I am going to send you and my people with an angel and I will make sure that I drive out the inhabitants of the promised land. But Moses, I will not be in your midst. But Moses, I will not come with you because if I come with you, I may consume my nation because they are stiff-necked. And Moses cried out to God and said, God, if you don't go with us, what is the point of going? Lord, if you don't come with us, if your presence does not come with us, what is the point of us entering the promised land? What is the point of us receiving the promise when your presence is not there? Moses understood the importance of God's presence than the promise. Child of God, I'm here to say to you this morning, if Moses could understand the importance of God's presence than the promise, what matter is it, God, that we enter the promised land, occupy houses that we've never built, harvest vineyards that we've never plowed? What is the point, my God, of us having that if you are not with us? Moses understood that it was better for us to stay here than go anywhere else, than go anywhere else if God's presence is not with them, if God is not in their midst because he had seen God's presence leaving Egypt. He had seen God's presence up until now and you are saying God if your presence does not come with us what is the point of us going I'm saying to you child of God Moses was speaking before the cross but today God's presence is in you unlike Moses who could ask Lord may your presence come with me here child of God Jesus promised us that God will be in us in the Holy Spirit. He was sending another one like him. He was sending another one to come and dwell in us. In the verse I read earlier on, he said, if you love me and keep my commands, my father and I will come and make our home with you. Glory to Jesus. I'm saying to you, child of God, you need to believe the word of God. Many people may know that God dwells in them, but don't believe really God so mighty, God so all-knowing, God so powerful, God so large. How can you live in this temple? How can you live in this body? But I'm here to tell you, child of God, believe that God Almighty lives in you. Believe, child of God, that the one who caused the sea to separate, the one who caused the walls of Jericho to come down lives in you. He has made his home with you. Yeah, child of God, I'm saying to you this morning, I'm encouraging you this morning that the presence of God is in you. The one that caused the moon and the sun to stop, the one that stopped famine is here in you. The one that caused storms to stop is in you, child of God. The one that made Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Solomon, you can name them, who made them to prosper. He dwells in you. He is in you. I'm saying to you, child of God, greatness is in you. God is in you in the spirit. The one child of God that caused wombs that have been closed, wombs that people have given up on, God 
cause them to open up and begin to produce glory to Jesus. I'm saying to you, child of God, there is truth in the word of God. There is truth in the word of God. When the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That is the truth, child of God. Take it as God's truth. Child of God, let me just remind you, maybe you don't understand that God is a spirit and those that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. Child of God, Jesus came as the image of the invisible God. Don't expect to see God in you. No, 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 no. The just shall live by faith and not by sight. All you need to do is believe, child of God, that God Almighty, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, dwells in you. Hallelujah. Glory to the King. Oh, child of God, I'm reminded of a time when God said to Elijah, Elijah, go up there by the mountain and be in my presence. Elijah got there. In the book of First Kings chapter 19, my Bible says Elijah stood there and there was a strong wind, a strong powerful wind that tore mountains, that shattered rocks. But God was not there. Then after that there was an earthquake, but God was not there. After the earthquake, fire came, but God's presence was still not there. And lastly, there was a light voice. There was a gentle whisper, and God's voice was there. I'm saying to child of God, maybe people are not believing that God is in them because they're expecting God to come in a storm. They're expecting God's presence to be illustrated by an earthquake. They're expecting God's presence to be illustrated by goosebumps. They're expecting God's presence to be illustrated by mighty power. But I'm saying to you, child of God, yes, that is the case in his presence. There is power, but God is in the light voice. God is in the gentle whisper. Child of God, I'm saying to you this morning, take God's word for what it is. Take God's word for what it is. Just believe it, child of God. The Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. And what is faith? Faith is taking whatever God says, taking it as the truth and nothing else. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to see it. But all I need to do is just believe it, child of God. Glory to you, Father. Glory to you, child of God. Jesus says, know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Many people are finding themselves not free because they've allowed the devil to take the word of God away from them. If you remember the parable of the sower, where a sower scattered seed, some seed fell on the pathway, some seed fell on rocks, some seed fell on a bushy area, and some seeds fell on fertile soil. And the seed represents the word of God. The devil wants to take away the word of God so that the truth may not be in you. I'm saying to you this morning, child of God, here is the truth. God lives in you in the Holy Spirit. Almighty one lives in you. He's not an earthquake. He's not a storm. He's not a fire. But he's a gentle whisper. That is why you may not feel him, you may not see him, but I'm saying just believe, child of God. Know the truth, and the truth shall set you free.
in that parable, the same seed had different results depending on where it settled. It was taken by birds. It didn't find enough soil to dig its roots into. It found itself growing among bushes, among thorns. And the plants died. And the one that settled in good soil, in fertile soil, produced 30 times, 60 times to a hundredfold. Child of God, may your heart be the good soil. May the word of God find itself landing on fertile soil. So child of God, when I say to you this morning, God dwells in you. You don't have to reason. You don't have to understand. You just need to believe. Glory to you, King of Kings. The psalmist says, I have treasured and stored your word in my heart. I want to say to you, child of God, begin to treasure God's word. Begin to store God's word in your heart. Don't try to reason. I'm saying to you, Jesus said, I go to the Father and I will send another one who will come and be in you. He who loves the Father, I and the Father will come and make our home with him, with her. He is not a respecter of person. Whoever loves God, whoever believes in the one that God sent and receives Christ as his Lord or her Lord and Savior, I am saying to you, you've opened your door for the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in you. You've opened the door for God to come and dwell in you. You've opened the door for eternity to come and dwell in you. Glory to Jesus. Glory to the King. Greatness is in you. Greatness is in you, child of God. Paul writes to the Thessalonians. He says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. He says, For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it. Oh, glory to Jesus. You welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively, effectively, effectively works in you who believe. Glory to Jesus. The writer here, inspired by the Holy Spirit, says to the people, you received God's word, not as a word from men, but as a true word that came from God, as a true word that came from the Father, as a true word, and you believed it, and because you believed it, it took effect in you. I'm saying to you, child of God, believe that God dwells in you. Believe that God dwells in you. It's about time we stopped reading the Bible as the novel. It's about time we stopped reading the Bible as, oh, it was Paul, it was Peter, it was James that wrote. Yes, these were men that were inspired by the Holy Spirit to write what God wanted written. That is why the Bible was written over 1,500 years by more than 40 people, but there is no contradiction in the book. There is no contradiction in the book. There is no book that is as widely read as the Bible. 
Take the Bible as the truth. What the Bible says, may it be your truth. Because child of God, faith is taking God's word and own it for yourself and expecting the word that God has said to manifest in your life. Glory to Jesus. That is why David says in one of his psalms, he says, praise your name, Lord, for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Lord, you have taken your word and magnified it and made it superior to all your name. This is the name that in ancient times they could not call out because of fear, because it was a holy name. But the, the psalmist here says, Lord, you've taken your word, the thing that comes out of your mouth, you've magnified it, you've made it above your holy name. Child of God, begin to take God and his word. Because I'm here to tell you, some of these things don't make sense. That is why the Bible says, the natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. For to the natural man, these things are foolishness. These things are foolishness. It doesn't make sense when I stand here and say God dwells in me, God dwells in you, but in the natural man, these things are foolishness. But to the one who is in the spirit, who has the spirit of God, who does not live by flesh, but by the Holy Spirit of God, those things are the truth. And let the truth set you free, child of God. Many are in bondage because they've denied the truth of God. Glory to you, Jesus. Many are still trying by their acts by their deeds to gain acceptance by God. But God says, it is not your deeds, it is what my son did for you on the cross, where righteousness was transferred from Jesus onto believers. Our sin was transferred to Jesus and God punished him for all our sins so by grace it is this grace that we stand on today and this grace is no license to sin but this grace teaches us how to live a godly life in this world glory to jesus now i'm saying to you to someone these things may sound foolish how can you say pastor that a mighty god an awesome god a great king, a king of all kings, lives in me. Child of God, there are many instances in the Bible where upon reflection, you say to an unbeliever, that's foolishness. How can I take a stick and hit water and expect the Red Sea to part? How can I walk around the walls of Jericho for seven days and on the seventh day be told to walk around seven times and then blow trumpets and let people shout and when people shout on the seventh day, the walls shall come crumbling down. How possible is that? How can I be told to go up into a cave and be told, don't worry, birds will bring food to you. Birds will bring bread and meat to you in the morning and in the evening. That sounds foolish, but a lie 
wholeheartedly. How can someone say to a seasoned fisherman, it's broad daylight, go out into the deep and cast your net. That sounds foolish, but I'm here to tell you, child of God, that Simon Peter in that instance said, because you have said so, my Lord, it may not make sense to me, but at your word, I shall do it. Mary said, at your word, let it be so. I may not understand it, how it's going to happen, but because you have said it, may it be so. Glory to Jesus. I am saying to you, child of God, God dwells in you. I spent a lot of time here just trying to explain, just trying to encourage you, just trying to make it sink in you that God dwells in you. That is his truth. He has put his word above his name. God is not man that he should lie. Glory to you, God. We thank you that Father, the living God, dwells in us. Glory to God. I'm saying to you this morning, child of God, it's about time you see yourself as the one that is in you. It's about time you started seeing yourself as the one in you sees you. It's about time you started seeing yourself as more than a conqueror. It's about time you started seeing yourself as a mighty woman, as a mighty man of valor, not because of your ability, not because of your standing, not because of your intellect, but because of the world that dwells in you, child of God. Glory to you, Jesus. David understood this concept. When he came into a place where the Israelites were standing for 40 days in fear, being ridiculed by a giant Goliath, he understood that the one that had been with him was greater than the giant. The one that had been with him all along was greater than what he was seeing in front of him. He understood that he was from a chosen nation. He understood that he had a covenant with God and what was facing him had no covenant with God. I'm saying to you, child of God, the mountains, the battlefields, the enemy that stands before you does not have a covenant with God. David could boast of a covenant of the day, but today we've got a better covenant than David had. And we can stand on this covenant of today and declare that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If God is on my side, who can stand against me? Glory to you, God. These Israelites that were before Goliath all had an account mentality. I can't face this giant. I can't do it. Let me say to you, child of God, from today, let your narrative change. Maybe you've had many people saying to you, you can't do this, you can't do that, you don't qualify. And sometimes you could have been the one speaking to yourself, and say, I can't do this, I can't do that. I'm saying to you, child of God, 
Let this message be a reminder to you that the one that is in you is greater than what is out there. You can do all things. Let your narrative change from saying I can't to saying I can with God on my side. I can with God in me. With me, nothing shall be impossible. That is what David did. He took a mentality that said I can with God with me. He was with me when I looked after my father's sheep. He is with me even now. That is why the Bible teaches us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That is why the Bible also says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think according to the power that works in you. God is a God that works inside out. I am saying to you, child of God, it's about time you stop seeing yourself as an underdog because God has made his home in you. It's about time you thought yourself as wealthy because God dwells in you. It's about time, child of God, you stop preventing the promises that are meant for you because you've considered yourself little. Let me say to you, child of God, the enemy will see you as you see yourself. If you see the enemy as greater than you, the enemy will see you as smaller than it. I'm saying to you, child of God, our narrative has to change. Greatness is in us. God is in us. When I start to say the enemy is greater than me, I'm saying God has been made small. I'm saying God is smaller than what I'm facing. And that is defeat already because you have allowed the enemy, you've allowed circumstances to be greater than the God that is in you. I'm reminded of the Israelites. God brings them out of Egypt. With his mighty hand, he leads them to the promised land. And when they get to the edge of the promised land, they send 12 spies to go and spy the land. And after 40 days, the 12 spies come back with the same message. God is true to his word. Indeed, when we got there, we found the land flowing with milk and honey. God's word is the truth. But after that, that was short-lived because 10 spies turned around and said, we cannot go and attack the people that live in that land. Yes, it's flowing with milk and honey, but giants live there. In our eyes, we saw ourselves as grasshoppers before them. And indeed, we were grasshoppers. In our sight, we were like grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. As soon as you make the enemy your situation greater than the one that is in you, you've accepted defeat. I'm saying to you, child of God, from today onwards, 
make this declaration that yes, enemy, you may through my eyes look like you're something big, but in the spirit there is greatness in me. In the spirit, God dwells in me. And God is going to take charge of the situation. This is not my battle, it is the Lord's battle. Glory to Jesus. The enemy will see you as you see yourself. What have you allowed the enemy to see you as because of how you have seen yourself? Greatness, greatness dwells in you, child of God. Don't make that mistake. Greatness dwells in you. The one that caused the sea to part dwells in you. The one that turned bitter water into sweetness dwells in you. The one that rose people from the dead dwells in you. The one that's in you can tell whatever situation you are in, where you can make a way where there's no way. There was no way before the Red Sea. There was the Red Sea, there was the enemy, I think there were mountains or whatever. There was no way, but God made a way. The Israelites came, they were thirsty. They came to a pool and the water was bitter and God turned that water into sweetness. God that is in you can change and will change whatever situation you may find yourself in from bitterness into sweetness. Glory to Jesus. The one who caused the rock in the wilderness to gush out like a river. God that lives in you is a God that will make things that look unavailable, that look impossible. God is going to make those things possible because the one that dwells in me, child of God, the one that dwells in you, with him, nothing is impossible. Nothing is too heavy for God. Nothing is too hard for God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. In the Bible, there are examples where we see what happens when the presence of God is there. This is for you, child of God. In those days, he was with them. But today, we have the privilege that God dwells in us. He has made this temple his dwelling place. He has made this body his place of dwelling. He dwells in here in the Holy Spirit. Joseph is a good example. If we turn our Bibles to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 39, verse 2 to 3 and you can read beyond that on your own the bible says the lord was with joseph the lord was with joseph the lord is with me the lord is in me if the lord was with joseph if the lord is in me look at what the lord does if he is in me if he was with Joseph. The Bible says the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. Joseph was a successful man because the Lord was with him. The Lord is in you. I declare in Jesus' name that you are a successful person. If before the cross the Lord was seen, his presence was seen in Joseph's success, the Lord's presence in you will be seen. You know, it's one of the reasons why Moses said to God, We'd rather stay here if you don't go with us. Because he said, how will the world distinguish us from the rest? Child of God, when God's presence is there, when God is in you, glory to Jesus, when God is in you, you are distinguished, you are separated. 
created. You are different from the rest. Declare it, believe it, expect it. In Jesus' name. Carry on, Pastor. Genesis chapter 39. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Verse 3. And his master saw, his master saw that the Lord was with him and the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Glory to Jesus. The Lord was with Joseph. Potiphar saw that the Lord was with Joseph and everything that Joseph touched with his hand it prospered I declare in Jesus name may it be evidence that the Lord is in you in the things that you touch in the things that are godly may you be abound in God's grace in those things so that you may prosper in all that you do. It did not only end up in Potiphar's house. If we move to verse 21 of the same chapter, Joseph is now in prison. You can read the story, but it reads, but the Lord was with Joseph. I will send another helper, and he will come and dwell in you the father and me will come and make our home with you the lord was with joseph the lord was with joseph in jail the lord was with joseph and the bible says but the lord was with joseph and extended kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the warden of the prison read the rest for yourself because from as soon as the warden saw that the lord was with joseph the jailer gave everything to Joseph and he never again supervised what Joseph had done. The Lord was with him. The Lord is not only with you, child of God. The Lord dwells in you. Kindness surrounds his presence. Favor surrounds his presence. I declare in Jesus' name that wherever you walk with God in you, may you find favor. May doors be open where no man has opened for you. May situations turn into sickness that were bitter. May things that were dead come alive in Jesus' most precious name. That is not the last time that God's favor, that God's presence is seen in Joseph. The king of Egypt has a dream. Read the story. And the servant remembers that in jail is a dream interpreter. And he says to the king, there's someone that can interpret your, your dream. And Joseph is summoned. He gets to the palace. He's washed and enters the king's throne. And he interprets the dream. And the king says, in Genesis chapter 41, verse 38, the Bible says, And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this? A man in whom is the Spirit of God. I declare in Jesus' name that may you be the one that the world says there is no other like this man whom we can see that the Spirit of God 
if you read further on in verse 39, the Bible says, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as the Lord has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and as wise as you. Why? Because the Lord was with Joseph, child of God. God dwells in you. God indwelling in you, in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you truth. The Holy Spirit will tell you the things of God. I'm saying to you, child of God, I declare that when you walk into those offices, when you walk into those meetings, when you walk into the study group, when you walk into that situation, may people say, we have not seen someone as wise and as discerning as you, because the Lord lives in you. With Joseph, he was with him. But here the Lord today dwells in you. He has made your body his temple. Glory to Jesus. Glory to the King. Lastly, children of God, I'm just emphasizing that there's greatness in you. And with this greatness comes favor. With this greatness comes things that the world has to begin to see that God is in you. Not only is he with you as was seen with Joseph, but God is in you. Because in the presence of God, there is favor. In the presence of God, there is kindness. In the presence of God, there is wisdom. A story is told in the Bible, found in 2 Samuel chapter 6. This is a story. David is bringing the ark of God into the city. And on the way, one of his servants tries to reach out to the ark of God because he suspected that it was about to fall. It looked like it was about to fall. And God, because he's a holy God, you could not come to him in those days without having done certain rituals. And no one except high priests could come into his presence. So this man, a servant of David, tries to hold and God strikes him dead there. And David, in anger and in fear, leaves the ark of God at Obed Edom's house. And the Bible says it was there for three months. The ark of God represented the presence of God. Whenever they saw the ark of God, they saw the presence of God. And child of God, the Bible says for the three months that the ark was there, the family and his entire household was blessed. Child of God, let me say to you, where God's presence is, there is blessing. You are the blessing of God. In you is blessing because God is present. May you, wherever you go, remember that God is present. God dwells in you. Like in the house of Obed-Edom, God brings into his presence blessings. Glory to Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. I'm saying to you, child of God, greatness dwells in you. Let the devil not steal this precious word. Believe that God dwells in you and see things around you change in a mighty way because the God that we serve is a God that works inside out. The world wants to work outside in. The world wants to acquire. Then happiness will come. Then joy will come. But God works inside. That is why the Bible says, rejoice always because in you is the king of joy. In you is the source of joy. Glory to Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, it is my prayer that as we depart this day, may this word begin to come alive in us, oh dear God. 
May we not see ourselves as failures, but Father, may we declare every time, in every situation, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Father, it is my prayer that you'll open our spiritual eyes, that we may see the army that is with us, like Father, you did with the servant that woke up that one morning and found them surrounded by the enemy. And the prophet said, Father, I pray that you may open his spiritual eyes, that he may see what I see, that he may know what I know. And God opened his spiritual eyes and he could see a great army of chariots with fire of horses of horsemen he looked compared them with what what he had physically seen and they were greater they were mightier than what he had seen earlier on may you child of god begin to see the greatness that is in you and the greatness that surrounds you in jesus most precious name amen i would like to invite anyone today who has not accepted Jesus as their Savior, that is an opportunity for you to make Jesus Lord over your life. Just say this prayer with me. Decide and then say this prayer with me. Decide today that today I make Jesus Lord and Savior. Then say this prayer with me. Father, I thank you for what Jesus did for me on the cross. Father, I pray that you forgive my sins and Father, I know that my sins are forgiven through what Jesus did on the cross. Father, I thank you for loving me so much that you could send your son to come and die for me so that I could receive eternal life. Today, God, I accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. And today, I am a new creation. I thank you, God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. Wherever you are, you've made the greatest decision you can ever make in your life. You are now a child of God. All the things that I've spoken about, the greatness today starts to dwell in you. Greatness will be in you and start seeing things change around you. Start seeing things change in you. In Jesus' most precious name, we thank you. Thank you for joining us. Amen.